Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex in the City podcast, hosted by Paige Clarno and Joe Daniel Montalongo. Oh, I was first this time. Bitch, oh, you gotta switch it up. Switch Keep people up. on their toes. <laughs> Perfect. Just like at the bullet. Totes. <laughs> Get it? Toe. God, why am I not a writer? I'm fantastic. <laughs> Tina Fey, whom? Amy Poehler, whom? <laughs> All right. Well, let's start out the episode like we always do. How is your relationship? It's alive and well. Perfect. How is your relationship with the Lord above Jesus Christ? Here's the thing. <laughs> We don't actually believe he's the savior. We still think he's coming. <laughs> but he was a really nice Jewish boy. What a mensch. Anyways. <laughs> Love it. Um, yes, I am still single. Um, still waiting for last Tinder dude bro to ask me out. So we'll see how that goes. Get on it, Tinder bro dude bro man. Yeah, we shall see about that. Anyway... Um, we are recapping today, season one, episode 10, The Baby Shower. Uh, baby Shower for Lainey starts the girls thinking about their futures, and Carrie might be pregnant. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. More like, what's the sex of the baby in the city? Ha 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 ha. I don't know, man. I just... <laughs> Not having it today. <laughs> I threw I threw it out there and it did not respond proper. So I so they started out um, going to their old friend Lainey's baby shower and Lainey used to be a big old party girl and now she's a big old girl because she's having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to say something funny. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just couldn't do it because I'm not funny. <laughs> Tina Fey whom? Tina Fey whom? Um, I think personally. I want to see how you feel about this. I think that baby showers are an excuse for attention and presence and nothing else. I think they're bullshit. What do you think? What do you do at a baby shower? I have only been to like two in my entire life. And there's like you guess like when they're going to give birth and there's like a pool and then like they do like these goofy ass games that like grown like grown women shouldn't be playing (laughs) and it's awkward and you exchange gifts and you talk about how like it's literally i feel like exactly how it's portrayed in this episode (laughs) where it's just creepy as fuck see but i feel like that's just the point of like any celebratory party where you're like, come celebrate me. Let's do me. Which isn't a problem. Like, if that's what you're into, if that's what your crowd is into, go for it. It just seemed really weird. That I've been to two baby showers, and one of them, we melted chocolate into a diaper. That was one of the games, and you had to guess the chocolate. That's I was a- like, this is... this, And the whole point is that it's supposed to look like a dirty diaper. But I was like, this is nasty. That's a waste of chocolate. This is nasty. Well, you still had to, like... Ew, taste no, it and eat that's it. gross. And you had to guess what kind of candy it was. No, that's not okay. And then the other baby shower that I went to, uh, guys were invited, and essentially you had to chug beer out of a baby bottle. And first one, because like the nipple, like the right, hole was really so tiny. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I won second place because this other guy ripped his and didn't tell anybody that that was his strategy. And I was like. Here I sucking the beer out of this bitch like nobody's business. I was putting all my years of expertise to use, and I would have one second place had that guy not cheated. That I'm still not over it. That guy's sick. 
He's a dick, but he won. He did not win fairly. Um, so this episode actually has one of my favorite Sex in the City moments in it. <laughs> I love this so much, where they, they rent a car to go down to Connecticut to go to this dumb baby shower, and literally everybody gets, like, three of them get in the back, one of them gets in the dr- the, the, the passengers, and Samantha has to, like, look around and be like, does anyone know how to drive? It was so funny, and I was not ready for it. Usually you can tell when the punchlines are coming in this show. And then I was noticing, because, like, all three girls, I thought Miranda was going to drive, because Samantha and Carrie had gone in the back. Charlotte was getting in the passenger seat, so I was like, oh, Miranda's going to be the one driving. That was just my piece. And so Miranda's in the back seat, and I was like, wait, something's not right. And then they made the joke, and I was like, shit, that was actually funny. Yeah. That was hilarious. That's one of my favorite moments of the show, because that is absolutely, like, you know, true to... New York people and like not driving and that whole thing. Like I can say personally being living downtown and being able to walk almost anywhere. I have been super lazy (laughs) about like when it comes to like going out, like if somebody's like, let's go out for a drink. Do you want to go to like, you know, Sierra gold across town? No bitch. I'm going to our bar, which is down the block for me. (laughs) Like, no, I'm not going anywhere that I can't walk to. And if I have to drive my vehicle, I am so cranky about it. It is awful. I've turned into one of these people that I think literally if, because there's a couple of, of, of friends of mine in the building. And I honestly think that there's a lot of times where we would legitimately do this. Like where we'd be like, wait, who's driving? (laughs) Like we would all be meeting in the lobby and like nobody would have the car and we'd be like, who's taking, what are we doing? (laughs) It's legitimately something that I could see happening and I think it's hysterical. That is amazing. I do want to call out, because I called it out last time because I thought it was cool and now I'm just very thinking it's really weird Mm -hmm. that every time they're invited to go to a special event, they're all wearing black. It's always an event that they don't want to go to. If you notice, it's like, if it's a function that they, like, know that they can hook up or, like, they're actually interested in going to, they will be colorful. That's interesting. Yeah. That's amazing, because they were at Brooke's wedding last episode wearing all black, mm-hmm. and now they're going to this uh, to Lainey's baby shower also dressed in all black, and I was like, what is up? Okay. Right. Paige said there were witches. Yeah, because they're witches. It's the it's a cult. Like baby showers. Um, I also I also thought it was really interesting. Um, last episode, they went to the ballet and they saw Sleeping Beauty. In this episode, Miranda um, talks about Hansel and Gretel and how about how she feels sorry for the witch. And it just I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> she did it. Did she it. fucking did it. Everybody, take a shot. Take a shot. Yeah, I couldn't help but wonder how much. How how fucked up do women get by fairy tales? Hella. Like, I really, really, really think that we do. Like, there is such an element of, especially in this day and age, wanting to be a strong woman, wanting to be able to take care of yourself, but also absolutely completing, completely wanting somebody to want to take care of you. Even if you don't let them. You want it so bad. Like, you want to, like, be rescued even though you don't need to be rescued. And I actually, I was um, talking with somebody because there's a lot of, 
change happening in my life right now, um, ending a job, starting a new job, and just different things going on. And I was just sort of in my head about it. I was talking to a friend, and I said to him, I was like, I really feel like it's reminding me of when I used to go to the beach with my dad when I was pretty small. And how we would walk through the waves and... Um, there was like a pretty substantial undertow. And so he would hold my hand and kind of lift me up, um, with the, with the undertow. And I was, even when I was very, very tiny, I was a really strong swimmer and I would have been fine on my own. And in fact, like I went out on my own and and played too. But when I was walking through the waves with my dad, it was just nice to have somebody's hand to hold on to, to know that somebody had my back, that somebody was there for me. And it's one of the, one of like the really hard parts about, about being single, I think, is that like, you know, that you can get through the trying times, but it would be nice to have somebody to hold your hand, to hug you, to tell you everything's going to be okay. And that you've got this. Yeah. I think there are levels to that. I think having a support system, I think everybody wants that. I think everybody should have that. Just so people, people make mistakes. People fall all the time. Having people there who have your back is fantastic. And that sets you up to be a better human being. But when it comes back to fairy tales, I think the problem is the oversimplification of fairy tales, especially what Disney does Mm. when they're just like, here's a princess. She's in danger. The prince is here, saves her married happily ever after. I think the happily ever after part is part of the issue Mm -hmm. because a lot of these, like if you read the original stories, they don't end up happily ever after. Not at all. So they're, they're here to give you some lessons, but not let you know you should strive to 100% be like this because then you're end up perfectly fine. No, you're just supposed to pick up lessons, morals, plot points. So you're like, ah, I would, I know how to figure the situation out. Should I ever be in it? It's the happily ever after that fucks everybody up. And that goes back to what I was saying about tradition in the sense that like, once you have that ideal of how things are supposed to be, that messes you up because you can't see anything else. And in your strive for that ideal, you essentially just wear yourself out or you're just put on a lot of self-blame if things aren't working out the way they're supposed quote, supposed to. to yeah. Quote. Yeah. It's about expectations and not reaching them, even though those expectations are unattainable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super fucked up. It is super fucked up. Cause like girls in Disney movies are always pretty. They're always going to be able to work out. They always have some fucking animal companion. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cute and goofy and they're going to have the attractive prince. that's going to come in and save them. Mm-hmm. Where do okay. other people fit in? Yeah. Where do people who aren't princesses fit in? <laughs> right. Where do the normal people fit in? That's rough. And so amongst all of this, like, fun baby shower chaos. Um, Carrie kind of reveals to the girls afterwards that she has missed her period, that she is four days late. And I actually recently (laughs) identified with this a lot. Um, I, so usually I am pretty stressed out. I'm just going to put it out there. I just stress myself out all the time. And um, most of the time, I get stressed out and I am a week early on my period. Ugh. And, yeah, it's not fun because I swear to God it gets closer and closer until it's like, okay, great, four weeks of period. <laughs> like, and it just it gets insane sometimes. Um, but usually when I'm stressed out, it comes early. And last month, 
I had, it's funny cause she's checking her calendar and she finds it out for me. It was my, my app on my phone telling me that, <laughs> that it should be coming. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it should be coming. When should it be coming? Oh shit. And interesting thing about, um, about the app as well is that it also tells you when you're ovulating so that if you are trying to have a baby, you know, the optimal times too. And so I checked on that and I was ovulating during that um, New Year's Eve celebration sex. And we, we used a condom and it didn't break that I saw. But here's the thing about chicks. Chicks always think they're pregnant. <laughs> like legitimately, like even Carrie and Miranda have like a thing where Miranda's like, I actually thought that, um, that I was pregnant for, for a while. And Carrie was like, yeah, but were you having sex? And she's like, well, no, no, but literally but. <laughs> I could, I could not be having sex for like nine months. And if I'm like a day late, I'm like, Oh Jesus, I'm, I'm pregnant. There's leftover semen in my sheets, man. Right. There's okay. semen in the water now. <laughs> you just like, you just think there's some way that it happens. You're always like very scared about being pregnant. And I was, I, I was legitimately a little concerned and almost trying to talk myself into being okay with it. Like, like saying to myself, okay, well, yeah, I'm starting a new job. And so the first trimester, I'm not going to have insurance, but then I'll be covered really well for like the thing, you know, the birth of the baby and I'm going to have to move. Like I totally was like working it out. I was trying to get okay with it, but I was also trying for it to not be true. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the girls ask Carrie if she's told big and, she says, you know, no, I'm not going to tell him unless there's something to tell him. And that I actually, I did as well. I didn't, I didn't really tell hardly anybody that I was having a pregnancy scare. Um, and it is, and especially not the guy because of, you know, the reaction that might or might not have happened. And you don't want to startle somebody if there is nothing to talk about. And it's so, it's a weird dynamic though, because that's like this weird, like lonely road that like a woman thinks that she really needs to walk alone. And afterwards, once I got my period and everything was fine, I kind of wondered why I felt the need to have to, to walk that alone, to not confide in anybody, to not confide in the guy. And it was just something that was really, I think, interesting for me. But I was also like, all of my symptoms were mimicking, like it was, it could be PMS and it could be a baby. And it was so funny because I was walking back and forth through Walmart and I'm thinking, do I pick up a pregnancy test? Cause Carrie picked up a pregnancy test and I actually, I had one and I took it and it said that it was negative, but then I looked at it and apparently pregnancy tests expire and this one expired like six months ago. <laughs> and so I was like, should I buy another one? That's kind of seems stupid. I went to Walmart and I was like, oh, they're like 10 bucks. That's a lot of money. I could be using that for formula if I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> this, is, this is where I was going in my head with it. It was kind of, it was scary. So <laughs> it went, and it was, it was 
it was so dumb, like, to look back on it now and just be like, oh, my God, of course you weren't pregnant. Like, you were careful. Knock it off. What's wrong with you? But just, like, that's what happens when you have that scare is you immediately just start thinking of every possible mm-hmm. option and possibility of what's going to happen and what your right. life is going to be. Yeah. Like, and I really was. I was like, well, you know, I could be in a worse place in my life. I, I, I could be okay with that. Like, I'll... You know, I raise it, it'll be okay. Like, I was legitimately prepping myself for for being a single mother. Nine months from now, we have a special guest! Ah! <laughs> goo goo gaga, bitch. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be awful. I'd be like, um, sorry, I can't do this show anymore, because I have a baby. <laughs> now I have to find someone else to be slutty with and talk about <laughs> sex in the city. <laughs> what happened to the last host? She got pregnant. She got pregnant. She got a little too into it. (laughs) (laughs) She was a little too dedicated to research. A little too dedicated. What's funny about this is that Lainey, not about your pregnancy scare, about the episode, is that Lainey is presented as, like, the party girl, the cool girl that everyone, like, loves, the girl who shows her tits everywhere, and I'm like, I love her. I want to be her. (laughs) And... Seeing as another girl, I hate her. Well, that's what I was going to talk about, Samantha and Lainey's rivalry, because Samantha's yeah. also that, like, cool girl that everyone likes, that she mm-hmm. sleeps around, but that's her, her choice. And they have this, like, little rivalry, and it is delicious. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very funny. I love how catty Samantha gets about it. But I also understand it. I'm like, listen, stay in your lane, Lainey. Stay in your Lainey. Stay in your Lainey. Well, it's just, it's funny because out of everything, once the girls go to the baby shower, they see how terrible everything is because the show is not settled and it portrays the negative of what the girls feel as the worst thing imaginable. And they go back home and Samantha's like, I'm going to throw a, I'm not pregnant baby shower or I'm not having a baby shower. And I was like, fuck, if that isn't brilliant. But also like, what a slap to the face for Lainey, who then shows up at the party because she's like, wait, I want to go to Samantha's parties. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> this lifestyle's amazing. Why did I ever leave? Because she was actually, like, really coming down pretty hard on it at the baby shower, where she also um, committed the carnal sin of taking um, the baby name that Charlotte wanted for her unborn child. And... Of course, it was pointed out by some little skis that was also at the in the baby shower. I don't trust her. That was like, you're not even pregnant. I'm like, listen. That's not the point. The point uh, is that that baby's name is registered for me. Yeah. Like, that was something she actually made up when she was a kid. And it was... It really is, like, super carnal scent. Like, I'm actually sort of surprised that there wasn't a little bit more solidarity when um, Lainey showed up to... Samantha's party because they absolutely should have been like, um, no, you're not invited. You stole her baby name because Samantha was like, she brought it when she found out that she had stolen her baby name. She was like, let's go (laughs) that bitch. Yeah. That bitch. Let's go. Like she was very hardcore about it. And so why didn't they just kick her out then? Cause I certainly would have, we would have been like, we're not friends anymore. You stole her baby name. (laughs) That's like the rules of feminism. Right. (laughs) Yeah, man, I can't, like, I aspire to never have babies, but I already have my babies planned out, all four of them, and I have their names completely set up and everything, but I'm not going to tell people them. I think, I've like, three people know, right? because I trust these people, and one of these people is my best friend, and, like, we're going to have our children together, but, like, everybody else, I'm not going to tell them. What if they try to say my baby name? Right. That's my fucking baby name. Right. And it's so dumb, because I'm like, well, it's a name. Everybody has that name. But then there's also a part of me that's like, 
yeah, no, but that's my, right. my baby name. Yeah, because you're super, like, people get weird about it, but you do. You get, like, super paranoid where you're like, um, no, like, Riley Finn is my baby's name or whatever, you know? Finn, Riley, whatever. Like, they just, they pick something and they stick to it and they love it so much. And if somebody steals it, then they steal it. Actually, um, fun fact, my name is stolen. <gasps> My, Your mom did that to her sister. What a bitch! <laughs> yeah, my my aunt was like, "Oh my gosh, when I have a baby, I'm gonna name it Paige. I love that name." And my mom was like, "Me too." When I'm getting pregnant first, your mom's an asshole. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's that's what that actually happened. There was another thing at Samantha's party that I wanted to bring up that I thought was pretty funny, where um, a guy expressed interest in. Um, Charlotte to Carrie and Carrie says go forth and date and I feel like in this day and age it would so just be a go forth and hook up I can see that like I yeah it just seems like there's such a difference now and I was thinking about this with um, like the, the dating apps and everything too there was actually an interesting article that I Sent you, but I don't think that you read it. I haven't. I haven't but it's really, But it's a really interesting article about how men put women into two categories because of online dating. The hookup and the relationship. That's true. Where else did I hear that? That was in a piece of media. Uh, I think it was a movie. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Where it's like, there are the girls you have sex with and the girls you take home to mother. Or the, the girls mm-hmm. you take home to mom. You're know, like, you don't want to be one of those girls that... People just hook up with. Right. And the, so the problem with that is that um, because of online dating, sure, you're dating this girl for, for a little while and you're actually in a, like in starting to be in an actual relationship with her. But then that app keeps calling back to you saying that there might be somebody better. And so you just keep looking. And so you Wouldn't end you up... Wouldn't delete the app, though? If... Yeah, but... I think the point that they were trying to make in the article was that guys are always like, oh, but look at all the rest of it that's out there. With it back to the 80s, when you will, man. Hmm. That's bullshit. Yeah. So it's, it is. It's, it's, but with that, I think it's also Carrie knowing her friend. Mm-hmm. Or she's like, Charlotte's not the hookup type, regardless of how many guys she hooks up with true, over the course true. of the show. So he was like, I'm interested in your friend Charlotte. She's like, yeah. Charlotte's always looking for like relationships and dates. Go forth and date. Right. And I think that that is definitely, like, a good friend of her. Like, a, like a good friend, like, a thing to do. For one. Um, and I... But I think that a distinction would absolutely need to be, like, made in this day and age, whereas it almost wouldn't back then. Yes. I feel that. Um, where it's, like, when there are extremes, like, like, Samantha and Charlotte, which are definitely two opposites... Where it's like, um, yeah, she's not going to be in a relationship with you, dude. But if you want to hit it, go for it with Samantha. You know, whereas it's the opposite with Charlotte. And I feel like in this in this day and age, it would almost have to be like, um, categorized. Like if somebody asked me, "Is your friend, you know, ex single?" and I feel like I would have to be like, um, yeah, but they're not into hooking up. Like you would, it's it, they're more of a relationship person, or vice versa. 
I feel that. And I've actually done that for a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. We're like, what's the situation with your friends? Like, oh, they don't hook up. Like, oh, they're not interested in relationships right now. Right now, they're just having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel Fascinated. Like, yeah, I feel like that's, that's definitely a thing in this day and age. Like, there's... Um, I have, I have a friend who is... We have a friend who's kind of famous for, like, hooking people up that she thinks are good together. And they always manage to, like, get married. And, like, some... One of them actually... That she that she got together just got engaged ah! on on Christmas it was so cute, um, but I, and I'm always asking her I'm like okay did you have you found somebody for me yet and she's always like you're kind of picky like it might be a while <laughs> settle then in. it's worth for the time yeah <laughs> and buckle your seatbelts we're in for the long run right and I think that's fine but I also think that it's it's harder because she knows that I'm not the type that's gonna just hook up with somebody yeah and so. And there are a lot of guys like that. There are a lot of guys that are like, well, there's always, you know, 20 more swipes ahead of me. And that's hard. It's hard to be in a relationship in this day and age because of that, because of the mentality that's been created by online dating. So <laughs> I I love the end of this episode because she goes to a playground to just watch kids, which like in today's day and age should be arrested. <laughs> Like, yes. I'm like, what are you doing? They'd be like, which one's yours? Oh, I don't have kids. Um, um get, what the fuck? Get out. What's wrong with you? And at the end of the episode, she says that as she walked home from leering at children, uh, she got her period. Because she didn't actually end up taking the pregnancy test that she had bought. She said she didn't want to take the pregnancy test until she was sure of what the response would be if it happened either way. Right. So she just waited. And then she's like, oh, I got my period. I think it does speak... Um, a lot again to um, the fact that you kind of go through it alone. That Big was not in a single scene in this episode. Mm-hmm. She dealt with this with her girlfriends and just powered through it alone. Oh my gosh! And that I think him not being around at all and her not interacting with him is so powerful to what women isolate their, themselves and go through. Yes, especially when they're going through that process especially of unknowing and like how you were saying with your story you don't want to bring in that other person mm-hmm. until, until it's you, a thing yeah yeah until you have an an end to the sentence like yeah you you have to kind of keep your mouth shut i mean and it's it was different so i'm not in a relationship with with this person that i had a scare with and i feel like that changes a lot i feel like if i was in a relationship and I had gotten a pregnancy scare. I might feel a little bit more comfortable coming to them and saying, you know, hey, babe, like, this might happen, just a heads up. You know, just to have that some sort of support. But maybe I wouldn't because she's in a relationship with Big and she didn't trust him to to have that information until she knew. They're also on that weird kick and not to exclude Carrie from that conversation. But Carrie's also been really, really weird about how everything has worked out. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that she and her own mind would be like, okay, well, I know this about Big. I know this about Big. I know this about Big. But also, Big has always been really nice about everything. So it's a part of her, too. Like, well, how am I going to respond to it? And that's that was the most important part for her mm-hmm. is how is this going to affect me first? Right. Which is fair. I get that. 
But yeah, that's those are our thoughts on the episode. Oh my god, we're killing it. Yeah, it's so weird that the marriage episode and the baby episode came one right after the other. Because that really brings out a major part of Carrie's relationship with Big. Mm-hmm. And then they were just so... It was nice to see the marriage aspect with Big, but then also the baby aspect where it was just Carrie. Mm-hmm. Because I think she almost knows because of the marriage thing that he would just bail out. Would he? I, 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 I would like to see a situation where that happens. Not that any of these characters are consistent with any of their actions, but I would have liked to. I would like to know mm-hmm. what the alternative would have been. Right, it would be nice. So, hmm. well, there we go. Yeah, there we go. So, um, if you have any pregnancy scare stories, <laughs> um, bad first date stories. Um, please let us know. Where can they reach us, Joe? They can go ahead and reach us on Twitter and Instagram at we swear on Chanel, or they can email us at I can help but podcast at gmail.com. If you would just like to reach out and talk to us, if you'd like to comment on what we are discussing, if you have your own thoughts, please go ahead and start a dialogue. We have our Facebook page. I couldn't help a podcast. And we are definitely interested in seeing what you guys have to offer. Because when Paige and I started this, it was how do the topics and ideas brought up in Sex and City relate to 20 years later? So we would like to hear back. Yeah, for sure. And let's go ahead and and say goodbye with what we always say goodbye with, which is... Always, always wear, wear a condom. condom. Bye. 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 <laughs>